What is up and welcome into the Easy Smoke and the GM Podcast. I'm your host, Ezra McCann, and I'm joined as always by my outstanding co-host. He's a Chicago Public League legend. He's a Simeon legend. He's a Grambling State legend. He played second base for the Tigers. He was all swag. It's Brandon Williams, a.k.a. Coach Smoke. And for all you NFL draft people out there, we've got the number one. I'm talking the top dude in the game of breaking down college players and the NFL draft. He's Glenn Morgan. You can catch all his work at NBCSportsChicago.com and the My Teams app. He's our GM. Gentlemen, what's going on, man? Glad, glad, glad to be with you guys. What's going on? What's going on? Dude, I'm pumped. I'm pumped. And Ed's the $100, man, is well spent. Thank you for that intro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 I owe you some, some, uh, some Portillo's anyway, so... <laughs> Hopefully you'll, you'll take that take that off my bill there. Yeah, At least a, just, that's a little bit, just a little bit. Not that much. just that, that just takes the juice off. I still need a sandwich though. <laughs> <laughs> so yo, so um, I, I mean, if you've if you've listened to our podcast over the last almost year, now we're coming up on a year here. Yeah, man, up um, on a year soon, man. That's yeah, yeah, crazy. I, that is crazy. <laughs> I, I think I think most people say that uh, football was always our our, our strongest suit. Yeah. Uh-huh. And talking about our favorite team, the Chicago Bears, and uh, game week is here. Game week is here. It's time, man. It's time for week one. Yeah, I'm I'm pumped up. I don't know what exactly to expect from this team, but uh, I, I just love the fact that 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 we we are we are here at the beginning of the season, zero and zero. And in my mind, you know, anything could possibly happen. Uh, I don't Man, know. That's that's the beauty Maybe. of it. That's the beauty of football. I don't Any know. given Sunday. Yeah, yeah. You Any know, given Sunday. Crazier things have happened. I uh, I remember 2001. Uh, the Bears went 0 4 in the preseason, coming off of a bad year in 2000, and they messed around and went 13 and 3. I remember 2005, starting 1 and 4, and. Uh, Coming back and finishing eleven and five, making the playoffs, winning the mm-hmm. winning the division. Mm-hmm. Next year they go to the Super Bowl. So hey, man, and anything can happen, man. Anything can happen. I'm pumped up. Yeah, I remember <laughs> a lot of bad <laughs> stuff too. I was bringing up all the positives, man. All the positives. <laughs> we're starting. We're starting positive this year, man. Oh, right, 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 right. Positive, right, right, right. Gotcha, gotcha. My bad. Positive. Got to say positive. Yeah. All right. Right. Uh, Whew, you're asking a lot. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm with you, man. I, I think I think positivity is where we should go. I, I you know, uh, the old adage is hope springs eternal and you know all that stuff. But this is the fall, and uh, you know, sometimes you can fall for anything if you're not aware of what's going on. But I, I think this Bears team has potential, and it's interesting because it, 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 follow me on here. If Aaron Rodgers goes down, I'm not sure how I feel about Jordan Love. And I'm not so sure how the Packers feel about Jordan Love. If Cousins goes down, I'm not so sure how the Vikings feel about Kelly Mond taking over. Detroit, I don't know how they feel about golf, and he's starting. With the Bears, yeah, there's some iffiness with Dalton, and there's a lot of unknown with uh, Justin Fields, obviously. But and Nick Foles is still on the squad. I, weirdly enough, I think the Bears have 
some depth at quarterback. <laughs> you know, that if something goes wrong, I think there's some flexibility and viability with this team that they can sustain, if not flourish, you know, if injuries were to, to happen to that particular position. I think the Bears are also pretty deep at receiver. I think they're deep at running back, deeper than they've been in a long time. Uh, I think they're deep defensively. Uh, there's some question marks at the corner, yes, but I think the front seven can generate enough pressure to help the secondary. And the safety is safety. I'm not concerned about the safety situation. Really, right now, our big concern is the offensive line. And that is a main concern, no doubt. But I just feel a little bit different about this team. I think the, 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 the problems we had last year, the experiences of going through the line issues we have, I think will help this team be better fortified to deal with those situations going forward. That's just me being positive because you said let's start on a positive note. So that, that's where I'm going. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely hopeful of putting it that way like you did, GM, as far as listing those other quarterbacks. For one, I've always been of the mindset, I don't care how good Minnesota is, Kirk Cousins is not going to beat the Bears. So, <laughs> so, so that one, I'm not worried about. Golf, I think the same thing as far as when uh, – What's the guy who he got traded Stafford. for? Stafford. Stafford was there. So I think in the division, we're actually okay. I think it's going to be normal. We probably go three and three, four and two at, at best, mm -hmm. meaning we lose the two to Green Bay. <laughs> I, I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> that, hey, we might not. But, right. but typically that's been the case in recent memory. We, yeah, you usually we, you, you beat Detroit. We beat Detroit, we beat Minnesota, and then yeah, we may split. split. You split Minnesota. May split Minnesota, and if we're lucky, we split with Green Bay. Right, right, right. Uh, but overall, in the division, I think we're okay. It's outside of the division that scares me. Our, our schedule is brutal. It is. <laughs> and, and no uh, consecutive home games. Everything is alternating. That's is, annoying. Is a weird schedule in itself. Uh, True, but and seventeen games makes it weirder. Yeah, but I mean, it's any given Sunday, and I do like last year how we, with the line troubles, we decided to utilize the run more to help the line, and I think that's how we got to come into this year. We got a scheme to protect. To, to shield that that weakness on our team. And I think we ca we're capable of doing it. I do personally think having a mobile quarterback gives us the best chance to uh, shield, like hide that deficiency. But I'm okay with Andy getting the broke of the uh, punishment early on. <laughs> uh, so, so, you know, like right. – uh, but. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Uh, can't wait to see how this all transpire. Uh, Chicago, let's just relax. Let's be patient and just let it pay out. Let it play out, you know, and see, see what happens. Uh, you know, let's, let's, that's my thing. Um, yes, I'm anxious to see Justin Fields just like everyone else, but I also want to see Justin Fields for the next 15 years or so, mm -hmm. you know? So, so I mean, one year, year one is not as crucial to me as seeing him for the rest of 
the next decade plus, you know, so. Yeah. Clear, you brought you brought up something, man. You said that uh, you like the Bears' depth at the quarterback position, and with Nick Foles still on on, on the roster at this point, mm-hmm. right here, right. Would it be weird to make him the number two for the first couple of weeks? Not yeah. to me, no. It wouldn't be weird at all, um, as long as you're not, you know, obviously you don't put Justin on the practice squad so he gets sopped up, but it wouldn't be weird to me well, at no, all. no, obviously you're not doing that. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be weird to me at all, because um, if anything else, you know, if something happens to where Dalton gets nicked up, uh, no pun mm-hmm. intended, um, or if he doesn't do as well and he's, you know, struggling, you can put Nick in and, you know, I think I don't know where the trading deadline is now, but if Foles shows any viability, mm-hmm. it might help improve his draft, uh, not draft, his sorry, trade, 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 his trade, trade yeah, trade wow. value. So, so no, I didn't even I, think about that. I, I think what you, your supposition there, uh, <laughs> Mr. Uh, Ezra McCann is, uh, is a smart one. Hey, you know that, that's not a got, bad yeah, yeah it's got legs not a bad plan, not, not a bad plan. and I was, uh, I was just, i'm just i'm like what's the point of him being here uh outside i mean obviously you want to trade him and you want and you want to get the most trade value back for him i totally understand that and right. it's cheaper i think it was cheaper for them to keep him than to just right him jettison go, him just exactly just cut him. so mm-hmm. that all makes sense but in the meantime i mean what What's Justin Fields going to get out of maybe coming in and, and mop up duty against the Rams and, you know, in a situation, you know, right. like that? What, what, what would be the point of that? I don't nah, – not, not, not in week it's, one. It's a slight point. I mean, you know, just, you know, game time, feel, all that stuff. But, but yeah, I mean, is that going to make – is that is – that, that little bit of exposure, is that what's going to make Justin, you know – a better player per se. No, you, you know, you would need, you know, more of a, reps. you know, more reps, quality more of a, reps, more of a viable, you know, game time mm-hmm. situation and stuff to, to make him, you know, uh, that much more prepared. But, but yeah, I, I mean, I, I, you know, we're not there. We're not in the locker room. We're not in the game, uh, you know, the study room, the film room, all that stuff. We're not in the quarterback room, but I just have to believe as much of a sponge as Justin has at least shown us, to be in his collegiate career and particularly since he's been with the bears having those two quarterbacks in there um it's got to be just invaluable to me because you know say what you might about nick and and dalton they've seen playoffs they've had you know 10 plus years in in the league um nick's won a super bowl and some of these quarterbacks make great coaches (laughs) you know so Getting that that tutelage, that mentorship, I, I think learning how to be a pro, learning how to break down film, learning how to break down film for more than just one veteran. I, I mean, that that stuff, man. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that we don't see that could really, really, really pay dividends, you know, even this year, but definitely going forward. And Justin has shown himself to be almost obsessive, compulsive when it comes to you know, football and preparing for it. Like he is a, a superly intense, focused young man. And, you know, anytime you start saying stuff like I'm built for this, that's just a window into how you think and perceive yourself. So, yeah, um, Nick on the team makes a lot of sense in a lot of ways. And having that, you know, the question is, are we going to be smart enough to do that? As our GM, as our, you know, as our, uh, as, as the Bears front office, the brass, so to speak, 
going to to look at it that way? And are they being are they manipulating you know that situation to, to their benefit? That's the question. Mm-hmm. You know, it was it was funny to me. I got an alert from Bleacher Report that uh, Sean McVay said they're they're preparing for Justin Fields as well. <laughs> so, so I, I I took that two ways. Either they anticipate that we just they don't just whoop our ass and and put them in just to get some work, or they anticipate that they're gonna kill Andy Dalton and he's gonna have to come in the game play. Well, <laughs> towards the latter. You know what though? That that means that I mean they're having to spend some extra time on some things that you know. Normally they wouldn't have to, so that's that's not a not an awful thing. Or right. or or they realize yeah, it's Andy Dalton. We haven't spent that much time on him, right? <laughs> we we probably we're probably going. We to, saw uh, we saw him already. We're, he's we're, probably uh, going to be removed from this game anyway. <laughs> With their O line, a hey, uh, big uh, number ninety nine. Go do you go do your job. <laughs> exactly. That's 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 scary, man. That's scary. Don't forget about Leonard Floyd. Right. He's had a monster game against us last year. Mm-hmm. I'm not worried about Leonard Floyd. I'm sorry. I hate, when guys, I, hate, I hate when guys, you know. Leaving it better it somewhere else. Leaving get better, yeah. <laughs> that, that really just ticks me off, man. Makes me a little upset. Um, I'm looking at the, at, the, uh, at the Bears roster here. Mm-hmm. Um, could this be that they just trying to throw us off? But it's saying that Elijah Wilkinson is the starting left tackle on the on the depth chart right now over Jason Peters. Could, uh, I could think that that's be just, real? No, I think that's. Just I doubt that's off. real. I doubt that's real too. I doubt that's real. I think that's probably like a remnant and, from uh, the last you know uh, preseason game type thing. Yeah, unless unless Peters is a little nicked but up. No, he started. And, Peters started the uh, the final preseason game. That's what I said. Unless Peters is a little nicked up, uh, and they they have some questions that that might be that that might be the only reason why. Any any news on Trevathan? I know they were saying he might start. On he's the on IR. At, right now. He's on IR. Yeah. Yeah. He's, okay. Yeah. So, um, I don't know at what point that he can come back. Okay. He's not on the pup though. But right? he, no, he's on the only player on the pup list right now is Tariq Cohen. Okay. So yeah, and I'm not sure when. I guess with the pup list, you have until week like six. Six week yeah. six, yeah. I think. Week six. Yeah. To figure out if you're going to stay on IR or if you're if you're coming back to the active active roster. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Mario Edwards is out for he's suspended right now. Um, so week how, three, week three, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that that's actually a, a, a pretty big loss on the defensive line. Uh, yeah, when it comes to depth on that right. line, but um, but you got yeah. Quinn and Nichols are both questionable as well. So that's a little bit of a, a stinker. But again, like I said, that the defensive line is is deep. It's got some players. I mean. Goldman's back, so that that that's a makes a huge difference. And uh, you got some of the guys that have been with the squad that have done well in the past. Um, I like I like Alec Ogletree. Uh, I've always liked him. Um, 
him being on a team, I think can help a little bit on the inside, especially with Trevathan not being able to play. Um, so, I, you know, there may be not the usual names per se that we've been familiar with over the last few years, but I think these guys that are, are taking the place of those players we just mentioned, I, I think they'll be fine. I, really, you know, we'll see how this defensive coordinator is because if he's worth his salt, he should be able to still make do. You still got some of your key cogs. You still got Mac. You still got Goldman. Still got Eddie Jackson. Um, you should be able to, and you still got Roquan Smith. You should be able to work with that. I mean, you're strong down the middle. And like with any professional sport or any team sport, you know, whether it's baseball, hockey, football, and such, if you're strong down the middle defensively, that's where, you know, your strength lie. And that's where you can, you know, make a difference and um, or at least be stout. And I, I think the Bears at least have that. I mean, the Rams, they're not, you know, they're not, not the questions themselves. I mean, how is Stafford going to fit in, you know, with this system? He should be able to fit in, but, you know, they still got to work in uh, Sony Michelle. You know, they traded for him, so he still has to work in with their offense. Um, there's still some questions there. Um, their offensive line is good, but not great. And they're a little aged on the perimeter. You know, they, they've got some weaknesses, you know. Yeah, I, I find their dynamics so interesting. It's like how Matt Stafford was made to be not such a good quarterback in Detroit by the media. And then as soon as he get traded to L.A., their Super Bowl like <laughs> favorites down there. I'm like, wow. Like, the talent has always been there, but y'all swore it was him a lot of the times, more so than just Detroit being just a very bad team. When Megatron was there, y'all put a lot of the blame on Stafford. Now, all of a sudden, oh, man, golf. Forget golf. It's Stafford. Okay, I hope. I, I, I don't hope, but I, we'll see. <laughs> we will see. Well, if, he probably needed a, a change of scenery, though. Maybe. Sure. I believe. I do believe in that. I believe in that. But it's just interesting. Just well, the talent. The talent we all – I would agree, believe, is there, but how many, how many head coaches has he had? You know what I mean? How many different offensive coordinators? Um, having Megatron, obviously, who's a Hall of Famer, helps, but, you know, who else has he really had that whole mm-hmm. time? You know? I agree. Um, and he's a gunslinger, and yeah. those kind of cats, you can win with them, but they still need some structure. I mean, Brett Favre needed structure. He was just mm-hmm. slinging a rock until, you know, they calmed his ass down <laughs> and gave some structure. And then, you know, he turned into a Hall of Fame quarterback. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think that's what they're saying. You know, McVay is that kind of offensive yeah. guy, you know, and that kind of coordinator and head coach that the structure is there. Because if you can do that with golf, you should be able to do that with a better, quote unquote, talented more experienced player, but you know, it doesn't mean that you know. Sometimes it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. You know, yeah, guy, guy gets used to saying. doing it his way. It's gonna yeah. be interesting to see. I mean, why why couldn't he get it right with golf though? Um, I, he did. Didn't they go to a Super Bowl? Exactly. I don't. I didn't think they didn't get it right. I. Well, I mean, they just gave up right. on him though. Something, well, something was wrong. That's I, that's the new way of the NFL though. <laughs> he's not he's not Patrick Mahomes. He's not he's not Jer, uh Josh Allen. He's he's a pocket he's passer. just a pocket guy like 
And so the NFL is impatient with those type of guys nowadays, in my opinion. Like, they went to the playoffs, what, three out of the four years he was there? Yeah. yeah. Like, one time making it to the Super Bowl? <laughs> like, By the way, the most boring Super Bowl in, yeah, his, in history. It was. It, had, it was. Yeah. Yeah, somebody had but, that. But I mean, like, <laughs> like man. That's, that's and, why he got rid of golf. And they swore he couldn't he couldn't do it. That's just like that's just like with San Francisco. Garoppolo. Now, granted, with Garoppolo's uh, injury history, but they saying even if he's healthy, he can't provide what Trey Lance can provide for that team. Trey Lance brings a dynamic that gives them a better chance at winning the Super Bowl. I'm like, this is insane to me. Like, the, I know, like it's crazy. It's crazy. Like, you know, so it's. It's, I think the NFL has just grown impatient with those type of guys at quarterback. Because their winning record when Garoppolo starts is pretty It's crazy. Good. It's, pretty it's good. crazy when he starts <laughs> versus when he's out of the lineup. And it's funny you should mention both those two quarterbacks having gone to Super Bowls and lost them and barely lost them. Like, they just, like, one connection. Like, you know, how many inches from, you know, was it Emmanuel Sanders? Emmanuel whoever, Sanders, yeah. You know, and, and then they win a Super Bowl. And and. If if I forget, was it one of the McCourty boys that came over and knocked the pass away when New England played the Rams in the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. Like it was like the, the pass was like right there, and like the last second, I don't know if it was McCourty or Stephon Gilmore, somebody batted the ball away. It's like ooh, that'd have been a touchdown, but they won it. Yeah. It wasn't like they got blown out and like they were just so bad in the Super Bowl. It's just it, you know they just lost close Super Bowl games. It's just like yeah, you know I'm not feeling you anymore. Like really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like oh, okay, like golf even won a playoff game last year with a broken finger, with a bad finger. You know, it's just like man, you like he stepped up. He showed his, he showed some toughness, you know. But maybe that's stuff that we don't see, and yeah. maybe you know he's he being uh, the head coach for uh, uh, the Rams is just tired of like always having to talk him through stuff. And you know, golf has had some protection. Uh, protecting the ball issues, you know, you know, he, he's some, some, some really bad picks at times and some fumbles at times. So maybe that ball protection just got annoying. I, I don't know, dude. Yeah, you know? That's going to come. I, I don't know if that's not going to come with Stafford though. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's like, be careful what you ask for. Like, <laughs> like, you know, you, a bird in the hand beats two in the bush. Like, you know, you, you, I, I don't know any other old sayings I can come up with, but I mean, it's like, you know, you, mm-hmm. You're, you're there and like, you know, but hey, you know, sometimes, you know, that new ride looks a little bit better than the old sturdy one you've been used to. So, yeah. Well, we'll see what the, we'll, we'll get a uh, front row seat coming up next yeah. Sunday night uh, on NBC. Hey, last thing with the Bears, uh, they got Prashad Perriman this week. Interesting. Um, from the, the, he was, was he a Lion? Last yeah, it was the Lions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Lions. Well, he was with the yeah. Jets last year. Just last year, and right. then he was, you know, He's, with the Lions, signed with the Lions, right, and then they let right. him go because the Lions have so many quality wide receivers that they couldn't hold on to. Him. <laughs> <laughs> but 30 catches, 500 yards last year. Um, some added depth, I think it's a good bad to pair with what we have. That's not bad at all, yeah. right? I mean, like, let's say he starts, you know, by week three or whatever, and now you, you've got him on the opposite side of uh. Allen Robinson. Robinson, and you can put Mooney in the slot. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's really interesting. You, or, or you know, if you go four, four wide receivers, you put Mooney in in, in uh, Goodwin in yeah. the slot. Marcus I mean, I, 
now you got some speed in the slot, and Brashard still has some good speed. He had his injury issues early in his career, so he kind of, you know, didn't quite take off like you might have thought he had, that, that, that you might have thought he would have, but the dude still has talent. You know, you just got to stay healthy. And you play with the Jets, it's not like it's the most secure, best quarterback franchise, you know, to play with. Yeah. And have those numbers that you just mentioned as it's not bad, all things considered. So, hey, you know, maybe he can be a poor man, Sammy Watkins, in this type of system. Yeah. And maybe that's how they're seeing him, you know. Um, and Mooney can kind of be that, you know, Tariq Hill, McCall uh, uh, Hardman. Kill Hardman. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, type, type kind of. And then Robinson's just a steady Eddie dude. Um, I mean, I just sometimes I just try to make parallels to Kansas City because that's obviously where uh, Nagy came from, and you know he's trying to recreate something similar because that's that's the system he grew up in, learning how to play. And you look at you know we got some you know a couple of guys that you know even our backup running back came from KC, so you're seeing where he's trying to you know recreate some of that type of skill set, if not you know roster type kind of um, uh, a roster full of players with those type of abilities. So. It, you know, the, the Bears are an enigma, man. They're, they're an enigma. And, you know, I, I don't think however this game goes against the Rams, whether they win or lose, I don't think it'll be a, 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 a accurate indication of where they're where they will be come October. I think they will be a different team in October than where they are in September. One thing uh, I, one thing I know with the Bears. You can pretty much surefire close to eight and eight well eight and nine now but they're never going to be the worst but we can get the best pick in the draft <laughs> so the defense is too good at, at best at, at worst they almost be, they almost were if we ended up getting Trubisky yeah yeah, <laughs> that was that was that was well. No, that's when the defense got good. You're talking about since Nagy's been there. That's 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 what you're yeah, saying. It's like yeah, they, right, it's, as it's, as they're currently constructed, they're not going to be anything worse than maybe eight and nine, maybe seven and seven 10. and ten. You know, like but you're, it's, but you're still picking like from fifteen going yeah, back. Yeah, like it's that's the thing. It's like they always going to be in the position to limbo. Maybe make the playoffs as a wild card, mm-hmm. or just miss, and it's like now we like eight got picked twelve in the damn draft. Like, right. like just miss the just have a shitty record already, so we can <laughs> so we can be the first pick. Well, we but, want we want yeah. a first round pick next year anyway. So oh, there you well. go. Let's That's make the playoffs, right. then, fellas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go make the playoffs. No, no need to tank. Hey, well, I've been seeing a lot of national guys talking about uh, whether or not Pace and Nagy are, are on the hot seat here. Why are they saying no one locally is, is I mean, I think everyone locally pretty much says that since they got fields that added yeah. some time on. Why are these national guys bringing this, bringing this? I'm telling you, impatience. I don't, I don't understand. Impatience. That's crazy. You know, Stacy Stacy Dales is like the only person I who I see nationally who comes close to really being accurate with what's going on here in Chicago. And a lot of that's because she's stationed here in Chicago. Although right. she's a she's an know. actual mm-hmm. beat reporter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and she comes the closest to me as far as really being accurate and kind of, you know, giving the national scene 
more of an accurate depiction of what's happening in Chicago. You know, it, it's it's easy. One person says something, everybody jumps in on it. No one really does their due diligence to follow up to really find out what's going on. And then it's a lot of assumptions. Oh, okay, you you got rid of the quarterback and you barely win. You guys are probably on the hot seat. It's just like, yeah, but you don't know how Chicago works. <laughs> you know, right. and you don't have an understanding of how the Bears are working. And you know, if you don't know, you probably just shouldn't offer too much. You shouldn't opine too much. But yeah, dude, those, you know, we got it from uh, our guy, uh, uh, John's, you know, when he was talking to us, when he did our, our you know, our interview yeah, with Adam us. Adam Johns. Right? Yeah. yeah. And when he was saying, like, he's like, he told us right off. He was like, uh, guys. Mm-hmm. And this was before we got Fields. Right. This is before we got Fields. This is before the draft. And he's like, mm-hmm. guys, um, they're not as much on the hot seat as people think they are. Mm-hmm. And he says, I don't really think they are on the hot seat. It's like, really? And then he went on to tell us why. And then that was, like you said, before Fields. Now with Fields, it's like, nah, dude, they're they're good. They're they're good. If nothing else, they got more of a grip, I think, for the next yeah. two years. Mm-hmm. He's like this year, next year going forward. I mean, they'd have to really go like five and twelve this year, get Justin hurt, <laughs> yeah. you know, for something like that to even happen. And that they might still get next year to try and, and you know rectify that. So outside of like a total collapse in a, in, a, in a team mutiny, you know, and, and Khalil Mack saying something out loud, you know, publicly. <laughs> Those guys are they're entrenched, you know, and uh, we'll see what happens. I mean, I, you know, I don't want to, you know, drone on, but there's a lot of things that you can look at what Nagy has done and you can get frustrated. But then you're like, man, maybe if he had a quarterback like Justin, that can be, you know, a little bit better, be a difference and kind of be what we thought we were getting when he became the head coach. And then you can look at what Pace has done and be like, man, this dude don't know what he's doing. He messing with Trubisky. But then you look at, well, the Khalil Mack trade was a good one. And then if you think about it, the team has been better than where it was when he took took it over. And the defense has been solid. And a lot of the players in the middle rounds were good picks. And some of the free agents were good. You know what I'm saying? So there's positive and negative with these guys. as a tug and a pull. So maybe, just maybe, this year and next year, we might actually see something of of continuity and uh, something to go forward thinking that, Hey, we got something going on. Sometimes, you know, maybe it takes, you know, several years, like you keep saying impatience. We can't blame the bears for being impatient at this point. Yeah. Hey folks, let's do this. Let's um, let's table this. We'll come back later, do our NFL picks for the season. And then we'll do our weekly picks as well as the, uh, the pick segment is back for the football season, but uh, let's talk some college football. Now we had (laughs) week one, uh, not the opening weekend, but week one, I don't understand how there's a week zero. (laughs) Someone please explain that to me. I don't, I don't get it. Uh, comic book guys know there's sometimes an issue zero before you get to issue one it's just kind of like a prelim it's like a precursor oh, oh okay oh so it's like so like the 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 podcast is episode zero yeah right pilot. Yeah. yeah it's like a pilot that's a pilot. pilot that's right all right all right, all right. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna give a takeaway that that i took from this uh from this opening weekend and i'll, I'll see what you guys think about that um there are the top dogs in college football. There's the Alabamas, there's the Ohio States, there's the Georgias, 
And I'll even throw Clemson in there because it mm-hmm. was a, you know, it was a 10 3 game. Yeah, yeah, tightly fought game. And then, and then there's else. everybody else in the entire yep. country, no matter what conference <laughs> you're in. Yep. It could be the Big Ten, it could be the SEC, the ACC, the Sun Belt. Or what, what conference is Texas San Antonio in? <laughs> That's uh, Conference USA, I think. Whatever they're in. It's everybody else because I that that it was it was really good games this week. Mm-hmm. And I don't I really I know that everyone's trying to, you know, break away and join these super conferences and leaving everyone else in the dust. There's some good college football teams out there that are not in the power five conferences. Yes. I tell you one. Go for it. You better open their eyes to Cincinnati. Yes, sir. <laughs> But and I'm, I'm a little biased, you know, kid that I coached, he HF uh alum, he's a freshman, Will Pauline, he's at Cincinnati. But hey, they that team looks really good though. Like that's one team that people better open their eyes to, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, I definitely agree. It's it's the big dogs and it's everyone else. And, uh, yeah. And and Granted, even though we said Clemson, strength of schedule might be might really hurt them. Yeah. Might really hurt them. Yeah. I mean, you got what the second best team in the conference got obliterated. Yeah, yeah, but you you got South Carolina State coming up next week. No, he said he no, said they're not no. going to play a quality team. I'm enough. saying, oh, you're conference. saying, oh, oh to make a I, difference. I okay, I'm sorry, I'm but sorry. but they lost to the fifth ranked team, so they're going to fall to what six or seven, and they're not going to probably lose a game in the ACC. So that means they'll go twelve or eleven and one, go to the ACC championship game, go twelve and one, and then you got to think about all those teams that are going to lose between them. In that the teams that are ranked two, because we know Alabama's one, so teams ranked between two and six or wherever Clemson falls, they're gonna they're gonna fall off because some of them are gonna play each other. Yeah, you know, and this since someone has to play, you know, Alabama if it's Georgia, they have to play Alabama in the conference championship, and that might cost them. You know what I'm saying? So being a conference champion, being a team that's played in the playoffs, being a media darling, being you know a playoff darling. Being a team that may look better. Keep in mind, dude, it wasn't like they got their ass beat. They gave up three points. Yeah. No one scored an offensive yeah. touchdown. No, no offensive touchdown. Yeah, that's true. That's so, true. So it's not like they're just crappy. And, you know, and it's, obviously Georgia is special on defense. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's not going to hurt them. If anything, it's going to help them get a lot of practice. <laughs> they may stay healthier than compared to some other teams because the, the, the starters may not have to play as much and they may be one of the more dangerous teams in the playoffs because they may be among the more healthier teams and the more deeply experienced teams because there's backups get to play more because they're probably going to thrash most of the teams in their conference. So Florida State, maybe they might surprise them a little bit, give them a little bit of a game, but you're right. They're not going to play anybody, but it's not going to hurt. If they were like ranked 17th in the country and lost, or rank 16th, or even ranked outside the top 10, maybe. But it's not going to hurt them, bro. Not at all. Nope. Where did they come in this week after the uh, – have the rankings come out yet? No, they no not no. yet, because you had a game today. So. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's right, the old Ole Miss uh, Louisville's today. That's yeah. right. Okay, so we'll wait for that. But, uh, yeah, I, th- I think Clemson will be – they're, they're going to be fine. They'll be they, fine. They, that's, that's they may a, stay – What were they, three? 
They were three. They were three. Yeah. yeah. They may just flip flop. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So it's like at if worst they'll fall to Georgia, seven. G- Georgia may go to three and they might go to four and Oklahoma might drop. Right. Oklahoma and the wind's gonna drop. <laughs> you know, so so yeah, let alone when Oklahoma plays, you know, Iowa State, you know, or anybody else. You know, it yeah, it's it's basically what you said. It's Alabama, really it's Alabama at this point and everybody else. And you guys, well, maybe you don't know, and maybe the world doesn't know, but I hate Alabama. <laughs> and I hate Florida. I'm a shocking. Tennessee shocking. shocking. I'm, I'm a Tennessee guy. And I've always been kind of a hater when it comes to Nick Saban in terms of like, I'm like, no, he, you can get him game day. He's not a good game day coach. I've seen him be out coached by Gus Malzahn. I've seen him be out coached by Chizik. I've seen him out coached by average coaches during game day. He can be gotten. He can be gotten. He can be gotten. Okay. But where he is a great coach in my mind, and I have to admit it finally now, is preparation, man. These guys very rarely ever beat themselves. And when you're that talented with preparation and discipline, you're going to be extremely difficult to beat. So that's why you can have that talent. But every year you come in and you're ready to go because of the discipline. And it's not just with the players, even the staff. You know, like you come in, you're going to be on Nick Saban's staff. This is what your expectations are. Otherwise, you know, you can go. I don't need you. You need me more than I need you. And you look at it. I mean, professional coaches are coming. You know, Bill Bradley's like, or Bill, and I can call him Bill Bradley, but it's Bill, uh, I can't remember his name. It's not Bill Bradley, but the former head coach for the Houston Texans, uh, former Penn Bill State O'Brien. head Thank you, Bill O'Brien. He's come back and he's like, okay, Nick, whatever you say. And you look at the way Alabama played yesterday or uh, this weekend, it's not that much of a departure from the previous offensive coordinator, Scar- uh, uh, Sarkeesian. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty much a very Wait, similar. I didn't realize he was the he's the OC there. Yes, Bill O'Brien's the OC now. I did. I did not know that. You lose yeah. Steve Sarkeesian and you get Bill yeah. O'Brien. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you, you go from Lane Kiffin to Sarkeesian to Bill O'Brien. All guys who have coached in the pros. Well, Sarkeesian really Bill, has it Bill so Bel- much. Well, yeah, but they're Bill Belichick guys. Yeah, that's that's the other and thing too. And they're and they're really well. Good I'm not. Friends. No, excuse me. Not Saban. not uh, not Kiffin. Sarkeesian. Not Kiffin, but but Bill oh, O'Brien right, Kiffin and, is. and Saban are. You know, are Kiffin guys. gives me Josh McDaniels vibes though. Uh, maybe professionally, professionally, but not, yeah. But not yeah. as a college. No, college yeah, not nah, right. He's hit his stride. So yeah. So, so for Nick Saban to have not just control, you know, so to speak, the disciplinary aspects that that we see his teams exhibit on the field, but it also comes across with the coaching staff. So, it it's and that's why when you play them week one, I'm like whoever they play week one, Alabama's winning that game. I don't care who. I don't. It could have been Clemson. It could have been Georgia. I don't care whoever the next best team in the country is. Week one, you don't want to play him week one. You know, kind of like how they used to say about. You know, Penn State, you don't want to play Penn State when you give Joe Paterno two weeks to figure you out. You know, it's kind of that same deal here. You know, he's it's the discipline is just it's, it's I've never seen anything like it, dude. I mean, these guys are like it's like a machine. Really, it's almost something like like machines out there, a bunch of Terminators. You know, they they yeah. are the true evil empire right now. I used to think it was your Yankees. <laughs> <laughs> it's Alabama Crimson side. They yeah, the that's 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 the truth, though, man. I, I was uh, who was I talking to? talking to one of my guys and he was just talking about like, man, like, like, how do he just keep getting all these top recruits, these top, I'm like, bro, I'm like, 
like everyone is getting these top recruits. I'm like, it's about preparation, like you say. I'm like, the coaching matters. I'm like, the, I'm like, they're not the only ones loaded with five star recruits. Like, don't, true. don't, don't think they are. I'm like, but that's that speaks to his coaching and his coaching staff and their preparation because to not have a fall off at all just year after year after year, year. And, after it, year. and the changeover is it is constant changeover. Like you got this is the fourth quarterback in four years, pretty much. Like, <laughs> like I mean, yeah. Tua, yeah, because what Tua got hurt. Started that well, he came in in that championship game. Right, Hurts. Hurts was still yeah, Hertz, quarterback. Hertz was quarterback. Hertz was the quarterback yeah. that season. Yeah. Like so, you got like it's it's crazy, and it's like I think it's definitely a credit to their preparation, man, and and the standards he upholds to his his staff and his team. I mean, to, you know, do what they did in Billingsley, who they kept highlighting is like their probably best weapon, damn near, mm-hmm. don't see the field really, you know, <laughs> like, and I hope he ain't lose his spot because the kid who replaced him had like two or three touchdowns. Like, so, <laughs> you know, it's like, man, like next man up, like, right. it's your, it's your time, like, and I'm like, man, like, and the guy was like, well, why don't they go to other schools? They just sitting behind each other. I'm like, look, the beauty of football, you're not draft eligible to year three. And all it takes is one good season. That's right. That's and, right. you're, and you're good. Sitting in football is not bad. That's, that's it depends on the position. It depends on the position. Right. Like, But, like, skill position guys, in my opinion, like, all you need is one good year. And you might be first-round pick. Like, they already know who you are in, my, in most cases. Like right. these, these talent evaluators already know who you are. All they're waiting on is for you to get that opportunity and just show what they know you to be. And you're straight. Like, so. And especially at a, at a program like that. Uh, yeah. That is crazy. I was talking to a buddy of mine who's a big Alabama fan. <laughs> he actually wants to be on the show too. We can talk about that later, but he's a, he's a big Alabama <laughs> fan. And he travels. He travels to all these, you know, to a lot of Alabama games. Like he's always at the championship games, all so on and so forth. And I, you know, I and I was like, hey, you know, I, I tell him, I was like, hey, you know, I hate Alabama. I said, but <laughs> if, if if I'm a, if I'm a young athlete playing football and I'm a five star guy or even a high ranking four star guy, if Alabama is an option, I'm going to take it because if yeah. going if going pro is is a real possibility for me, why wouldn't I go there? Because exactly. you get every opportunity. I don't know if you actually get every opportunity, but it's it's clear they know how to prepare you for the next level, okay. and that's that's what you want. It's just like you know, if you pick a school for engineering, you know, am I going to go to Purdue? Am I going to go to Georgia Tech? Am I going to go to Governor State? I think I'm going to go to Purdue or Georgia Tech. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, no knock at Governor State, but you know, you you go to where you think you get the best opportunity and what's going to prepare you best, and Clearly, you look at someone like Mac Jones is probably a perfect example. Now, granted, he wound up in a perfect situation going from Alabama to New England because the system seems somewhat similar. The discipline is the same, so on and so forth. There's a lot of similarities there. But here's a guy, Mac Jones, nobody knew who the hell. This dude sat behind Hurts and Tua. Nobody knew who the hell he was. He didn't leave. Tua finally goes down. He gets his chance. He looked okay. He looked like, okay, he'd been in the system long enough. Comes in last year as a starter. It's a pandemic, weird year. 
but puts up phenomenal puts numbers. Up monster numbers. And in, in, in less in maybe two two or three games less than what Joe Burrow had the year before. So and then you look at them in the pros. It seems like you know there seems to be some some carryover. So so yeah, Alabama's gonna keep getting those guys as long as Saban's there. They don't keep getting them. And like you said, other programs have them. Clemson's not short stopping. You know, yeah. Georgia's got look that that whole that that damn Georgia defense pretty much left last year. A lot of those guys were first rounders. And look at Georgia defense this year; it looks exactly. better than last year. This is good, yeah. Exactly. Ohio State, you know, they putting out wide receivers, offensive linemen, defensive mm-hmm. linemen, defensive backs. You know, quarterbacks have had the last two quarterbacks from there have been first round picks, top exactly. top fifteen picks. So their program, Oklahoma, one of one of them with one year of playing. <laughs> yeah, well, right. One year playing. <laughs> Oklahoma's had what three Heisman or two Heisman winners, and and Hertz was and a, a runner up. And a runner up. And that and was then, in a row, right? Yeah, in a row. And then you have two guys who were number one picks overall. And Spencer Rattler, if he gets his crap together, he at right. least be a, can, can be a top <laughs> ten pick. So, yeah, if I'm a quarterback, I'm looking at Oklahoma. So, like you said, you know, these other programs are getting the players. It's just. They haven't put it together. They haven't figured it out. They don't have the lockdown on it like Saban does, unfortunately. I mean, hell, Florida's got NFL talent. The Cal Pitts with number four. I mean, stop it. You know, they considered him the best player in the draft. Right. So, you know, these guys are, you know, Oregon still gets talent. You know, Texas still gets blue chippers. I mean, the whole state of Texas supports, a, support what used to be a conference. And Texas still gets blue chippers, you know. So they're out there, man. It's just yeah. Saban has that discipline, has it together, and everyone else is just chasing. It's a reason they do a ESPN top 300, not, <laughs> right. not 100 or 50. It's 300 guys that are top players in the country. Like, that's a lot of people. <laughs> like, a lot of people. <laughs> if you if you divide it by how many high school football players there are, though, that's, that's – I mean, I understand that. That's an elite like, man. But it's not like it's 300 and that's it. It's 300 every right. year. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So so you, you can build that up. And, and then with COVID, you know, some of these guys had an extra year now. So you would hope that would help you be able to enhance your program with a little more stability and still be able to recruit as well. So yeah, I, you, I don't know. And if you need an extra year, just go to Bishop C. <laughs> 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> That's funny. Oh man, those poor bastards, man. Oh, <laughs> I couldn't let, let the show in. I couldn't let the show go without mentioning them at least once. Oh, hey, you know what though, man? Shout out to Bishop Sycamore, man. <laughs> For them to be able to get IMG, and they got uh, what's what's they got another school, uh, big time school on their on their schedule, uh, whatever the school they got another top top ten national program, high school program on their schedule, and Bishop Sycamore not even a real school. That that takes some real some real salesmanship, man, to make that happen to get on ESPN. Not two or three or eight or nine. They were on ESPN, ESPN. and they're not even a real school, man. Shout out to them. Man, I, I give them much props. <laughs> much props, man. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> hey, did you guys have a dis- was there a, a one disappointment this weekend? Uh, games? Yes. Yes. For me, it was 
GM mentioned him, Spencer Rattler. To, for me, uh, I feel like he lost the Heisman week one. Wow. Like, he he definitely – now, I wasn't, like, going in, like, saying I was the, a big fan of his, but just the hype surrounding him, you know, and leading up to the game, you know, they were just basically saying, like, how he was damn near lock for Heisman, and he looked he looked pretty bad. Like, even, like, he threw, what, three picks? Two or three picks? I think he threw two, I think. Two or three, and, like, yeah. and just watching the game, I watched the whole game, and it was a lot of throws that he was just missing. You know, behind, underthrowing, overthrow. Like, he didn't look good at all, you know. No, he, so, he didn't. Like, he didn't look good at all. So, for me, that was the biggest, you know, disappointment for me. And I felt like, they got a they got a real lucky break. Uh, I forgot what the play it, was. It was a pass interference call. Pass interference call. And it, yes, and it should have been against the offensive yes. player, yes. not the defensive yes. player. Yes, yeah, it was. It was a, brutal. It was. They brutal. got a big break. Yeah. They would have probably lost because they couldn't stop that boy on the other side at all. Right, right. We he don't know rolling. his name. <laughs> he <laughs> was rolling. How what a bad away, what a bad ankle. How does an away team get such an advantage like that? I don't I don't understand. Well, not only that, but keep in mind that with the hurricane happening, you know, transportation, transporting, there's a lot on those kids' minds, you know, going into that game. And you got to play Oklahoma and you're coming from a situation where there's a, you know, a hurricane. It's affecting, you know, possibly your home and, and definitely, you yeah. know, uh, other aspects of your life. To do that was, was a very impressive. That was like, if there's ever a win and a loss, you know, I felt the green wave got it in that one. If well, there's ever a loss and a win, Right, there's ever a loss and a win. Oklahoma is that team. It felt like they lost, even though they won the game. Yeah. Uh, for me, it was North Carolina um, to be ranked tenth in the country. I mean, you know what? It's it's funny because Washington lost as well, and that was embarrassing. I mean, you lose to Montana oh, at home, wow. and you are a twenty point favorite. I Ooh, told they, you about those one double A's, man. Yes, I agree with you. I mean, especially week, especially week one. That happens every year, so I'm not shocked by that. But I think that was a lot of hubris on Washington's part. I think they thought they could just, you know, wear them down, run them over with their talent because they didn't change much of anything during that entire game. They just kept doing what they thought that they could do to overpower Montana. And it's like, I'm like, dude, Montana's not like some Johnny-come-lately team. They've been a, a very good team for a while, you know, in their division, and they'll probably be in the playoffs in the FCS as well. So it's not like Montana is a bunch of pushovers, but that was an embarrassing loss. But my disappointing, more disappointing to me was um, North Carolina and Sam Howell in particular. Here's another person, not just uh, maybe not the Heisman. You're right. I think Spencer Rattler was kind of the Heisman favorite because, you know, Oklahoma's already pushed out two Heisman mm -hmm. trophy winners. But I think Sam Howell was a lot of people in mine included a top three pick as far as the draft goes next year. But clearly, clearly he is missing Daz Newsom, De'Ami Brown, <laughs> uh, Carter is a running back, and uh, 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 the running back that's with the, the Broncos right now. Names escaping me at the moment. But clearly he's missing both running backs. Uh, Jatavius Brown or something like that. But both, both running backs and both wide receivers, his skill guys. And it showed. 
And he was trying to do some Superman hero stuff. And that last pick was just atrocious. It's like three picks, dude. And you talk about you want to be a number one pick. <laughs> and maybe he, maybe he was pressing, you know. And Virginia Tech, it's not like that's a great team to open up week one. You know, it's not like they were playing. In Blacksburg. Uh, at that. In Blacksburg, right. But he's not like a first-year guy or a second. This is just, he's a third-year guy, you know. Um, so that was disappointing to me. And, I, and overall – a lot of quarterback play was disappointing to me from from quarterbacks we thought would do better. Spencer mm-hmm. Rattler, I'm with you on that yeah. one. He looked he looked bad to me, yeah. you know. And yeah. Sam Howell didn't look good, and uh, there are a few other quarterbacks that didn't look like how we thought they should look. Uh, I was impressed with the young man. And if I'm flipping it right quick, I know you hadn't asked the question yet, but I'm just going oppo as far as who I was impressed with. And again, I freaking hate Alabama. Bryce Young. I, wow. Oh, we are going to look bad to me too. And that's part that could have been Georgia, but some of that seemed like, like he didn't know what was going on. He did a lot of double clutching. Mm-hmm. I just, I just expect better quarterback play because he played some last year and he yeah. played some high value. And he played, he played in some big games. Last right. Year. Right. You know, and he looked good, but he looked like, it looked like, man, they just tore him apart. Like he didn't know what was happening. So yeah, the ill preparation, it seemed he seemed ill prepared to, to play to face Georgia, but so those are some big time players or some big time you know uh, names going forward that I was disappointed with. But Bryce Young, yeah, he he looked like the real deal. For me, you guys aren't going to think it was that much of a disappointment, but for me, it was Illinois' loss to uh, Texas San Antonio. Saw that one coming, dog. No, I saw that one coming. <laughs> I and not and I understand they Illinois had their backup quarterback. Um, Right. Uh, Sikowski playing uh, the transfer from Rutgers. I get that, you know, but they got dominated at the line mm. of scrimmage on both sides of the ball in that game. A Big Ten team that should not happen against a Conference USA team in the, in the trenches. It should not happen. Skill <laughs> positions, I get. I get. You should not get dominated on 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 your your offensive defensive fronts. Never. <laughs> Who was the uh, defensive end for the Saints who came from that school? Or not the Saints, I'm sorry. I think it's Tennessee Titans. He was a first-round pick. He's a defensive end, came from that school. You know, that Santa, Texas San Antonio is one of those schools, because it's in the state of Texas, just like UCF, USF, uh, UAF. They get, they, get the rim, they get the remnants. And those are some really good remnants. Yeah. And they get I, the guys that fall through the cracks. I get that, but you're, you're, you're supposed to be the Big Ten. Well, it's Illinois, dog. Well, it's, it's Illinois. You're supposed to be the Big Ten, mm. and I'm sorry. And I'm sorry. This is. It's not like when Lovey got the job there, where there was like nothing in the in in the cupboard. The cupboards were totally bare, and he played basically all freshmen. Yeah, his first year. There's yeah. some. There's some upperclassmen on that on that team. Yeah, but it's a new regime. Right They're still learning how to play. You beat Nebraska last week. Nebraska is not a very good team. <laughs> I'm sorry. They're talking about firing the head coach, you know. True, so true. So I, true. I mean, you know, dude. But you he, beat you beat you beat a conference opponent, and then you lose to a conference USA team. Who's and don't get me wrong, I think they're 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 a pretty good team, but that shouldn't happen. That that was that was an embarrassing loss for the Illini. I didn't I didn't even know Illinois played uh <laughs> this weekend. I thought the last game they played was against Nebraska. So they didn't I, was, know either. I was shocked to even hear you say them. I was like, wait, they played? Yeah, they, they, they opened the game did. was against Nebraska. I thought they, they sure did. They looked, they looked awful. Uh, they didn't know they were playing that week either. They must not have. They, 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 thought, the, 
They thought the game was against Nebraska. Oh, wait, we play this week, coach. Uh, but no, I mean, that happens every year. I remember, like, in a, you know, Tennessee, again, is not where it used to be, but they lost to, like, Georgia State, you know, like, you know, a couple of years ago. It's just, it happens, dude. Everybody gets tripped up. You know, you know Michigan lost to Appalachian State, okay, I was about to at home. That, but you know what's hilarious to me? One thing, watching, like, the college game day, the, the, the uh, what's like the post game shows they show, right. uh, and Michigan. It's like sports media wants Michigan to be good so bad. They do. They really so do. So bad. They do. They were raving about this guy. Oh, uh, Harbaugh finally has a quarterback. He plays Central Michigan people. Let's 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 pump the brakes. Let's see what they do. Let's right. see what they do against liable competition first before y'all start pumping them up again and then right. get a massive letdown again. Right. Relax on Michigan. Let's let it play out because they want them to be good so bad. And it's just hilarious. I'm like, they I'm like, ooh, they is loving this. Who he throwing touchdown passes. This is great. Then they mess around, play Penn State of Wisconsin, and can't get ten yards offensively. Then right, <laughs> totally different thing. So, so who were you most impressed with as far as game and or player uh, this past uh, college week? Ooh, good question. Right, um, while you while you're thinking about it, I'll throw mine in right quick. Go for it. UCL motherfucking A, uh, Chip Kelly. Wow, what a job. Uh, the first week, you're like, okay, it's week one. All right, they won. Uh, they took LSU to the woodshed. And you talk about physicality. Uh, LSU, you know, you're talking, you don't, you don't get more much more physical than LSU, Alabama, Auburn, and, and Georgia. Mm-hmm. Right. In, in, the, about. in the SEC. And UCLA was beating them up. They beat them like, like yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all some little punks. And I think – Someone said something about Sissy Blue, about uh, something like that, about UCLA's Blue. I'm like, yeah, you might want to take that back. Wrong, yeah, it, it might have been. You might wanna, you might, edge, uh, yeah, I think I think it was a head coach. You talking might to, the, take that talking back. to a fan or something like that. Right, right, exactly. So you might want to, you know, backtrack on that. But I mean, they were they were physical, man, and they 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 ran on them, they passed on them. Uh, Chip Kelly has finally got that program. At least it looks like you know turned around. And you are talking about wanting someone to be good. I mean. Yeah, they're dying for Michigan to be good. And UCLA hasn't been that kind of team in some time. But if UCLA can get back to what they were like in the in the late 70s and the early 80s to where USC and UCLA actually matters again, the Pac-12 needs something desperately, yeah. Yeah. desperately. And UCLA might be that godsend for them this particular year. It might be. I know it's early, but they're looking really good right now. So I was most impressed with the UCLA uh, Bruins this past week. Uh, for me, um, it was – and he's out for the season now, but uh, Muhammad <laughs> Ibrahim. Yeah, I like him, man. I like that dude. Yeah. He, hey, for, Where a, is he for at? a half – Minnesota. Minnesota, yeah, yeah. Against, uh, when they played Ohio State. For a half, Yeah. he was, he was running down Ohio State's throats, man. And, yeah. And then he, he got injured in the third quarter of that game. Man. Yeah. That's 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 his season, but man, that I was really impressed with him. Yeah, uh, I, Thursday I, I had him low key, late first round, but early mid second round type kind of dude. He's 
He's got a burst. He doesn't have that long speed, but he's got that nice physical burst through the line, and he's tough to bring down. And whenever he's near the goal line, dude, he he is a beast. Yeah, yeah. He's nice, dude. He's he's a nice – I was peeping him last year. I'm like, man, this dude's nice. But, yeah, it's a shame that he, you know, he he got injured. So, yeah, yeah, that – yeah. Uh, for me, I, we said it earlier. Uh, I pretty much only caught the national games, and like Bryce Young for me was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that's an easy choice, but but watching that game, I I felt like Miami did some things early mm-hmm. that they gave themselves a chance to like get to him and get him, and he escaped pressure and still got the ball down the field. It was like, man. This kid is accurate as uh Mac Jones, but can maneuver in the pocket athletically. <laughs> Good yeah. lord. I mean, it's Alabama. You would have thought that if he wasn't as great at quarterback that he looked, but but to have that, it's like devastating. He was smooth, it, man. It's devastating. Like <laughs> he was that, that was that's who it was for me. He was moving. Did you hear his press conference or not press conference, but like after the game talking? No. I, I ended up stopped watching it because it was it was out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, sometimes these cats impress me after the game with how they, you know, the, how they react, respond, and just how you can tell he's a very cerebral young man, extremely cerebral young man, because he's like recounting the game in his head and not just giving you pat answers. And it's not always often that, you know, Saban will let his quarterback or, or let his players really talk to the media, but yeah, yeah, man, handled himself so well. It's like like they, people were saying, like he's a different kind of cat. They're like he got a little Russell Wilson in him. He got a little bit of this in him, a little bit of that. You know, people picking from some of the you know greats, mm-hmm. <laughs> so to speak. Um, so yeah, man, he you know it's again, it's just game one. You yeah. know, Miami might not have been the best prepared team for what Alabama threw at him. He's got to go through that SEC season. Uh, there's going to be I don't know how no matter how good Alabama yeah. is, there's still going to be a little bit They're of adversity. Have some troubles, mm-hmm. right? Um, AM is is lurking, you know. LSU might have a chip on his shoulder now. Auburn looks strong, although it's against Fordham. But Auburn has a new head coach. They may have a new attitude. They may not be as undisciplined as they were the past couple of years. Uh, Mississippi has some talent. Kiffin has offensively can challenge them. So they'll face some adversity and we'll see what's happening. But I'm with you, man. Bryce Young was very impressive. Uh, Auburn's playing Fordham. I think they played them this past week. I think it beat them like sixty to nothing. It was some some ridiculous. Oh, no, okay. No, the uh, Fordham. I watched that game. Fordham played uh, Nebraska. Oh, Nebraska. I'm it sorry. Nebraska. Um, yeah. It was somebody bad. Somebody like that. It might have been Norfolk. I don't know who it was. It was it was some unfortunate soul that went up against uh, Auburn this past week. I think it was like sixty to nothing. It was just. It was it was, it was ridiculous. Oh, fellas, I want to congratulate all of our schools this week. By the way. Uh, Tennessee eh. had a had a big W this weekend. Eh, not big. It was just a W, bro. It was bowling green. It was bowling green. <laughs> a win's it's just a win, like, man. Just like me and bowling. It was just bowling. That's all. <laughs> a win's a win. <laughs> it, it is. Well, we pay. We play Pitt next week, and uh, when Coach Wanstad comes into the studios, uh, there will be a nice friendly wager with uh, Coach Dave Wanstad. <laughs> Smoke your uh, your Grambling State Tigers. Took yeah. out Tennessee State. Yeah, good, good, good win, good win. Yeah, yeah. I always take that. My Hampton Pirates beat uh, Virginia Union in uh, 
a game that was probably closer than it should have been, considering we're playing a Division Two team. But you know, you're a bit of an elitist there, dude. We, I, I hear. Hey, I am. <laughs> I, am. I was. I was disappointed in our first mm. half. Uh, our, 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 uh, well, we we started off up thirteen nothing, and then it just you know, you made like- it a game, but we 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 took it in the fourth. But yeah. Big win. I'll take the win. Hey, I'm always going to take the win. Congratulations to the Pirates. He sounds especially like one of the alum boosters that's not happy with how the coach won the game. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it is what it is, man. You need to have won better than that. We got, we got, we got to get, we got to get dubs here. We got to get dubs. Hey, don't do what I do, but we're going to picks now. Don't do what I did this weekend. Um, I went, I went on the app. And uh, I decided to, you know what? I'm going to do an all HBCU uh, oh, man. Uh, parlay this week. Not a good idea. By the way, it was the first time I ever, first time I ever seen HBCUs on the- On uh, there? Yeah, yeah. Nice. On, That's on good. The, um, uh, on the odds list. And uh, I took Richmond to uh, minus 28 and a half over Howard. Of course, Howard covered. Somehow, uh, I took, <laughs> took North Carolina A&T to beat Furman. Didn't do it. Um, I took uh, Toledo, uh, minus 39 and a half to Norfolk State. I was God. like, yeah, yeah, Toledo would be able to do that. No problem. Of course, didn't work out. Oh, you were reaching. And uh, at A&M, Alabama A&M over South Carolina State. Didn't do it. So, uh, so yeah. Probably stay away from HBCUs on the uh, <laughs> on your parlays. Uh, just a little, just a little advice out there. But anyway, hey, let's go back. We're gonna go. Uh, I guess we'll go back to the NFL. We're gonna do our season picks, and then we'll do our picks for uh, one. for week one, either college or pro. So uh, let's start with the. Let's start with the AFC, fellas. Okay. Uh, AFC East. Who do you got coming out of the East? One of the East. I got Buffalo. Ah, yes, yeah, a tough one. Tougher than I thought it would be. I, I'm gonna lean towards Buffalo just because I'm a little skeptical of the quarterback play in Miami and they get the rookie in New England. But mm-hmm. it's not gonna be easy. They're gonna have to fight for. No, it. it's gonna be tough. Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take the Bills as well. Let's go AFC North. Go ahead and start us off. Uh, I'm gonna go Browns, man. I'm going Cleveland. Um, I double that. I double that. I'm going Cleveland as well. Um, I am going to take the Ravens out of the out of the North. Mm. Okay, nobody likes Pittsburgh anymore, huh? <laughs> Not this year. I think they continue their downfall from the end of the season after the eleven and zero start. Well, offensive line should be a little better. They got a better running back, or at least potentially better running back. But TJ Watt holding out and maybe not playing because he wants a contract. That could be detrimental. Yeah. Let's go to the South, Glenn. Ah, Tennessee. Not the Volunteers, Titans. I, I, you know, didn't want you to get think that I was getting too happy about one win against Bowling Green. Smoke, what you got? <laughs> I'm going with Tennessee as well. I'm going to take the te- 
No, I'm going with the Titans as well. <laughs> <laughs> they just named Tyrod Taylor. There, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> do we have to do the next division? <laughs> AFC I'm West. Sure, I'm sure that's universal. Well, not necessarily. They not losing that. Go ahead, who you got? I'm going to shock the world. Pick who we think. And take the Denver Broncos. Oh, man. Oh, but uh, who's the quarterback? No, they have depth at quarterback. I'm telling you, football is a game of attrition. People mm-hmm. don't factor that in when they start making their picks. They think like everybody's just going to stay healthy. Mahomes, Mahomes had a little bit of a foot surgery going on, you know, with the mm-hmm. toe or whatever. I know the line is better. The line should be better. But if he goes down, they're a completely different team. And if Bridgewater goes down, lock and come in, it's not a big drop off. If you know that in that defense, that defense in Denver is going to be ridiculous. And they get they gave Kansas City problems with bad quarterback play last year. The last couple of years, to be quite honest with you. They're 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 a better matchup than people realize. And they've got Patrick Sardain helping out now, and they also have our favorite cornerback, Fuller. Fuller. Yeah. And they got a healthy Chubb, and they got a healthy Von uh, 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 Von, Miller. Von Miller back. Thank you. And they got a little more help on the inside with their defensive line and linebackers. And they have a healthy stable of wide receivers, depth at running back, a good offensive line. Dude, all they really need is a quarterback to play the game. And Vic Fangio, he's been able to look at Mahomes the past couple of years. I'm telling you, dude, do not sleep on the Denver Broncos. Smoke, who you got? Going to Kansas City. Ah, I thought I talked you into it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm you, going with the Chief as well. You, what? You, t- you talked me out of thinking uh, Justin Herbert could make a run. You did talk me out of that. <laughs> All right, boys. NFC. Let's start in the least. In the least? Two. I don't know. Uh, I know who it's not. It's not Philly. Uh, I, I, and then Daniel Jones is looking really iffy, so I'm not going to say New York. It's between Dallas and Washington. Uh, I'm, I'm a firm believer in defenses can make you uh, make you not what you think you are. So I'm going to go with the Washington football team. And again, depth of quarterback. Not a big drop off between uh, Fist Magic and uh, Heineke. Heineke. Mm-hmm. I am going with the Washington football team as well. And I'm going with the boys. What? Yeah, they're a talented team. Not a bad pick. Extremely talented team. Just a lot of question marks, that's all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think if Dak can stay healthy, I think they're going to be all right. They'll finish finish 7-10 and win the division. (laughs) <laughs> not even eight nine huh? seven to ten seven wow. to ten win the division uh, i'm gonna save the north for last let's go to the south oh tampa bay top tampa bay i'm sorry tampa bay smoke you got i'm going tampa that's a uh, tampa spell t-o-m-b-a b-a tom Oh. Yeah. Ah. 
Really? I'm going with he the said, Saints. He said, I was about to say, said, I was tempted. I was tempted. So you're going with the fighting Justin Winston, or the fighting uh, Jameis Winston. So I was James, tempted. Yeah. The fighting I was Winston. tempted myself. Saints to win the division. Mm, okay. Good luck with that. Uh, NFC West. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Whatever team you pick, yes. <laughs> hey, that's that's going to be a real division. Bro. I, I, I know. Yeah. That's going to be tough. <laughs> it's a beast. I'm going to go with the uh, 49ers. Smoke, who you got? I am going with the Rams. Depth at quarterback. Garoppolo gets hurt. They bring in the number three pick overall. Just saying. And I'm going with the Seahawks. What? The Seahawks? Yeah. <laughs> what do they have there besides a whole bunch of talent and a team that won the division last year? Exactly. <laughs> and the NFC Norris. I'm going to shock the world again here. Uh-oh. And pick the Detroit. Never mind. Never mind. I I couldn't do it. Uh, Unfortunately, it's freaking Green Bay. Just and again, you know, there's a little depth that, but they're just they're running running attack. The the pressure they got a little bit better even on, on defense. They can get a little more pressure on the quarterback. I just it's annoying. So yeah, Green Bay. Smoke. I am going with the Chicago Bears. Whoa. Homer. Yep. Homer. I'm, being, I'm being a homer. I, I think this is one of them, one of them tricky years for us that we sneak and win the division. Did you just call us a trick ass team? Is that what you just said? <laughs> a tricky year. <laughs> one of them tricky years. We we get we get a lot of breaks. We're gonna need a lot of them. Here's the deal. Uh, I just went 0 for 5 in my parlay. <laughs> so uh, I'm picking the Packers. Oh, okay. On purpose so that they'll lose. I, get purpose, to, I, I see yes. what you did there. I like your reverse psychology. Way to yes, go. Yes, yes. To win the North. Wild cards. And, uh, starting which, AFC. Which starting AFC. Yeah, AFC wild cards. I'm going to go with. The Broncos, actually, not the Broncos, yeah, but the Chiefs, yeah, right, right. The Chiefs, um, the Chargers, it's three wild cards now, right? Uh, no, 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 it's, no. It's, it's back to two. No, I thought it was still seven. Is it, are we still, it's still 17 playoff, yeah, still seven. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, three, then. yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, the Chiefs, the Chargers, and that's uh, a tough one. Uh, probably the Ravens. That's tough because I was thinking New England or Miami or Pittsburgh. So I'm going. I'm going Ravens, Colts, Chargers. Got about the Colts. I just their quarterback situation just seems so chaotic right now. But they're a very good team. They're a very it good does. team, and it's a weak division, so that helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I am going to go. Browns, Chargers, tight or uh, Browns, Chargers. Ooh, yeah, the AFC is a little tough here. Browns, Chargers, Broncos. Okay, so you like the AFC Three out West. The West? Yeah, yeah. both West Three conferences, both West divisions in each conference are pretty pretty tight. Even even the Raiders aren't that bad. They just seem a little, you know, clueless as to what they really want to do. But they've got some talent. 
NFC wild cards. Hmm. The remaining teams in the NFC West. <laughs> I think the entire division goes. Wow. You serious? Wow. I am serious. Wow. Sheesh. Ooh-wee. Might be the first time in the, and I think that 17th game is gonna be the thing that kind of makes that happen. I'll smoke your NFC okay. wild cards. I got uh Green Bay. Arizona and Seattle. San Francisco does not make the playoffs. Wow. With that defense, huh? Mm. I am not a believer in Kyle Shanahan. Wow. He's been to two Super Bowls. Well, he's been to one. He was also the assistant that blew the other. Right. But I'm saying, we're not talking about winning the Super Bowl. We're talking about just making it to the playoffs. I mean. Uh, Yeah, you're right. When healthy. But that division is much better now than then. Yeah, it was pretty good when he went to the Super Bowl. Putting more money on Kyler and, and, and Russ. <laughs> I'm and taking got me picking the Bears to win the division. <laughs> <laughs> I got to assume Green Bay is going to get in the playoffs. <laughs> I'm going to take the Bucks, the Rams, and the Niners. For the Bucks, wild card, the Rams and the Niners. So everybody's taking at least the bulk two, of the team from the West. AFC teams. I mean, two West teams. Yep. At least, yep. At least two. Some idiot took the whole division, but you took the whole division. Hey, crazy things. If hey, you know, was a six and ten team went to the Super Bowl. Went to the I mean, playoffs. I mean, hey, the North, AFC North had three. Four teams in the playoffs last year. So, right. Yeah, uh, Washington football team gave Tampa Bay its toughest game in the whole playoffs. Yeah. Super Bowl included. Yep. So, hey, you know, who knows? All right, fellas. AFC champions. AFC champions. Yeah. Cleveland for me. Smoke. I'm going with Cleveland as well. Wow. <laughs> really? I'm going with Cleveland as well. Um, I can't bet against my homie. I'm going with the Chiefs again. Wow. Okay. Three in a row. Going with chalk. I get it. The guy's been the last three AFC championship games. Way to stretch the thought process there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Take the guy who passed for 5,050 touchdowns, please. (laughs) NFC champs. Gonna go with the 49ers. I don't know why I'm <laughs> on that bandwagon, but something's just something's a brewing. Like they were just so banged up last year, and they still had a respectable record with losing so many players. So Man. many people are back now. And no <laughs> one's no one's really talking about them. Oh man. And Garoppolo's got something to prove. And he wants a job next year. I'm wrestling with myself right now because I've said this on the show many times that one team's success is predicated on our demise and so (laughs) and with me saying the Bears winning the division I have visions of 20 uh What's that, 2010, 2010, 2010 all yeah. over again? But I'm going with the last man to repeat. I'm going with Tom Brady. Okay. Tampa. 
to do it again 20 years later. <laughs> I hope all those 30-somethings on that team can stay healthy enough to get there for you. Mm-hmm. I'm going mind. to stick with my pattern here. Chicago plays he's Chicago. He's picking Green Bay. Packers. Green Bay. Yes, sir. Go Pack. Go. <laughs> Just a death. Okay. I, I like. I like how you think. And Super Bowl. Glenn, you got the Browns versus the 49ers. Who you got? Yep. Uh, Shanahan blows it again. <laughs> but you got the Cleveland Browns. Believe land, baby. I'm believing in believe land. I'll go with the Browns. First, first Super Bowl entry, first Super Bowl victory. Hey, I actually wouldn't be mad at that. Wouldn't be mad at that. Smoke, who you got? I'm going with Tampa to repeat. The Bucks. Yeah, I'll take the guys who won seven Super Bowls, please. Age 44. Yeah. <laughs> Can't number eight. I've got Chiefs versus Packers. Go, Pack, go. <laughs> I really hate the Packers. <laughs> I'm sticking with the Pack. Let's go. So, uh, so yeah, we're going to keep this, man. I got this down. And uh, we'll reference back to this in uh, in about eighteen weeks. Yeah, take a picture of it, man. You know that way you can uh, share it in the I'll do share with right, the rest I'll of us. I'll do that right now. We'll do that right now. And while we do that, let's move on to uh, to this week's picks. Smoke, you were the grand champion last year. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're going to go last, yeah. man. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, he should probably go last and yeah. sit and back and watch was, us flail. Since I was last, I'll go first. Oh boy. Um, so with this, with this pick segment, we do three games. We pick three games, okay. uh, either from the college ranks or from the NFL, mm-hmm. um, by point spread, and uh, we tabulate. Um, our winning loss record throughout throughout the football season. At the end, we'll crown a champion. So um, I'm going to start us off here since I was last uh, last place last season, and uh, I'm going to start with uh, the disappointing team that that uh, that I was a little upset with in the uh, in the college week one. I'm taking Virginia minus ten. Uh, against Illinois, so I'll take UVA, and then we'll do some. Uh, we're gonna do some NFL. I'm gonna take Buffalo minus a six and a half against Pittsburgh. Really? You giving Pittsburgh plus six and a half? Yeah. yeah. It's it's in Buffalo. It's in Buffalo. Yeah. That's a good bet. Roethlisberger sucks on the road. And I am going to take. Uh, I'm gonna take Seattle minus two and a half at Indianapolis. Yeah, it's nice. Indy might not, you know, no quarterback stability. They've been bouncing around. I, I, I like that pick. What was your second pick again? You said uh, uh, UVA, uh, UVA minus no. 10 at, uh, against Illinois. Right. Uh, Buffalo minus six and a half against Pittsburgh. And then uh, Seattle minus two and a half uh, at Indianapolis. Probably none of this is going to work, but I'm going to go with the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks minus, I think it's minus six 
at home against uh, Dallas. All you right. got that? You got that out? Is that the ones you have as well? Uh, I actually have. It opened it's minus at minus six. It opened at minus six. I got it minus seven and a half at points bet. Okay, yeah. I'll take it. I'll ESPN take minus. Got minus eight. I'll take minus seven and a half. That's Caesars. Mm-hmm. I'll All take right, minus seven and a half. Minus seven and a half. All right. All right. Um, I will also take the Rams. And again, if you have a better uh, an odds, I show, I show six and a half, minus six and a half against Chicago. I have it at seven and a half now. Okay, I'll, I'll take seven and a half. That's fine. I think we lose by 10, so I'll take seven and a half. <laughs> and I've got going college. I've got – I'm taking Iowa plus whatever it shows at Iowa State. I think I have plus four. Well, they probably just opened. Uh, I've got them at minus four and a half. Uh, Iowa State minus four and a half. So I'm taking so Iowa, taking Iowa plus, plus, plus four, four and a half. I'll take that half. Right. <laughs> I'll buy that for a dollar. All right, so I got bucks. <laughs> Bucks minus seven and a half, Rams minus seven and a half, Iowa plus four and a half. Yep. One underdog. Right. And last year's lead dog, Smoke. What you got? Right. I'm go Packers minus four over New Orleans. I'm going to go Browns plus six, Kansas City. Really? They're on the road, though, aren't they? Yep. Wow, plus six. Rounds are getting six there. Wow, good for them. <laughs> and then I'm going to go college. And like I was saying earlier, how they want Michigan to be good so bad. They're actually the favorite versus number 20, Washington, who was a disappointment to, I believe that's, you said they were disappointed, right? Jim? Oh, yeah, most definitely. I, they're most but, embarrassing, I said. Most yeah, most embarrassing. It. Right, right. So I'm going to predict Michigan comes back down to earth and they I'm taking Washington plus six. Oh, the Huskies. I, I like this, that's a nice sneaky bet. I like that one, man. Right, I, I, I was got, thinking about I was thinking about taking Washington. I got Packers at minus four and a half, Browns at plus six, and Washington at plus six. Mm-hmm. All right. Sounds like a plan. Bets are we- in. Good luck to you guys. Uh, that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Easy Smoking the GM podcast. As always, uh, number one, thank you guys, man. Always have a, uh, it's always a pleasure talking to you guys about sports. Uh, we'd like to thank our great listeners. Thank you for you for, for choosing us. Uh, please also subscribe and uh, like us and send some great comments. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Amazon, iHeartRadio, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. You can also catch us at hp53productions.com where you'll find a link to the podcast as well as others, including the Super Duper podcast hosted by Rob Briggs and the Father Good podcast hosted by Marshall Givens and Kenny Stevenson. Yo, Glenn. Yes, sir. Take us out. Uh, I just want to throw that one correction in there. I know I usually say, I'm not saying we're right. I just don't think we're wrong, but I was wrong. It wasn't Fordham, uh, Auburn, SmackDown, Akron, (laughs) and it wasn't 60 to nothing. It was 60 to 10. So this is the one time (laughs) I'm saying we were wrong and we weren't right. But it'll be different going forward. (laughs) No problem, brother. We'll catch you guys next week.